When planning for retirement, it seems everybody has advice for you, from coworkers to distant family members. We're only trying to help, they say, but are they? On today's show, we'll highlight several bogus pieces of advice that you should avoid. Welcome in to Retirement Room. Retirement Rue Radio on the air in the New Orleans market. We have the Simons of Simon & Simon Financial. Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. 88 combined years experience between father and sons. And they're helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries. Again, folks, I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And we talk retirement in New Orleans every single weekend. And we're excited to start it off with Gerald. Uh, Gerald, wanted to bring you in because... You think about this. You are close to six decades that you've been in this business and you've seen so much. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen pre-retirees and retirees make as they move towards retirement? Well, one of the biggest mistakes is letting your brother-in-law's second cousin, who is a plumber in New York, advise you on your finances. I've got nothing against plumbers, and nothing against your relatives. But making knee-jerk decisions is so foolish, I can't even tell you how foolish it is. It's important to create a long-term plan with a professional advisor you trust and stick with the plan. It should be built for good and bad times like we're experiencing now with the volatility of the market. And the other thing is, and I've seen this happen so many times, I wish I had a dollar for it. Every time it happened, I could buy a new boat. Don't fall for the next fad or hot stock, uh, such as Bitcoin and the like, that you get advice from at the local uh, cocktail party. Uh, there are so many people, family members, etc. And the plumber's relative that I referenced that are willing to give you absolute sound advice. And it's about as sound as a biscuit in a windstorm. <laughs> Don't fall for that. I tell you, that's that's sound advice. You know, avoid the knee-jerk reactions. You know, stay away from the fads when it comes to stocks. Uh, and just cut out the noise. I mean, you love your family, but a lot of times uh, family members or, or maybe your plumber, as, as Ger Gerald just referenced, uh, might not have uh, the background that you're you're needing when it comes to retirement planning. We so, love plumbers, by the way. Yes. Just put that out there. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, get yeah. plumbers. When, when, plumbers. When plumbers yeah. plumb, I mean, that's, that's their wheelhouse. So we wanted to kind of get into the show today and just talk about some bad advice to avoid. Uh, Chad, you're going to be First up, I mean, planning for retirement, it, you know, it's far better move than just kind of winging it. So having a plan, working with a professional. But in the course of your planning, you may come across some advice out there because we're all on the Internet and it could end up leading to some serious issues. So we kind of wanted to throw out some myths that you need to avoid. OK, at all costs. And this first one, a lot of people talk about it. Hey, Chad, you can you can live on Social Security alone if you make a few lifestyle changes. Yeah, yeah, you know, we see this a lot, and uh, it is unfortunate because we do sometimes see people who come in and they've they haven't invested or put away what they should because they've been told, well, I'm going to get 
you know, 2,200 or 2,500 social security. Um, but then inflation hits and you really realize how badly uh, inflation hurts people on low fixed income, income relative to those who have saved assets over time. You know, if inflation hits and you've got, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars, the formula is pretty simple. You put, you know, a third or half into a fixed income product like a CD or something that pays, you know, six, seven, eight, 10, 12 percent that keeps up with inflation and then maybe the other portion and some uh, diversified equities. Um, but if you're in a low fixed income and that's what Social Security is alone and your purchasing power decreases by a third or by half, there's, there's nothing to remedy that situation. So, yeah, you can make small changes in your lifestyle by cutting back what you uh, spend to 70, 80% of what you were spending during your working years, you can make those uh, allocations, but really, you know, putting in the work, having the assets set aside, there's, there's no replacement for that. You're going to need more income than just Social Security is going to provide you. Retirement Rue. We talk retirement each and every week here in the New Orleans market with Simon and Simon Financial, the power behind the program, Chad, Grant, and Father Gerald, 88 combined years experience. There's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar and talk about your retirement situation. Maybe you haven't started planning. Uh, great time to start. Or maybe you're in the middle of something and you've got a lot of questions about what's going on. Get a second opinion. Again, no cost or obligation. We're going to open up those appointments here in just a little bit. So, Avoiding bad advice, things that are out there, myths, we're calling them. Uh, and this next one, uh, Social Security. Well, it's dying, right, Chad? I mean, we, we need to take it as soon as we can. Right. Yeah, I mean, you heard, you know, it's going to be broke in three years. And, you know, I might as well take it now because I'm never going to get back what I put in. And, you know, and, and we've heard it so many times. And we never tell people that there's any right or wrong way to take Social Security. There's so many advisors out there who say, you know, don't be a fool. You got to take it at your four retirement age. You got to take it at 70 so you get the maximum benefit. And those are all sound points, but there is no right or wrong way to take it. The only wrong way to take Social Security is if you're taking Social Security early because you think the fund is going to run out. Um, there are so many different ways. And yes, it, there is a shortfall in Social Security coming, but we've been here before. And just by making a couple tweaks to the amount of taxes, uh, the higher income earners pay for their Social Security tax, by uh, tweaking COLA just by a few basis points, um, by extending uh, the start time for your full retirement age, you know, they keep pushing it back. You know, when Gerald turned 60, or Gerald got eligible for full retirement age, he was 65. For most people now, it's 67. Grant and I were born in the in the mid 80s. We may be 90 before we get Social Security. So there's lots of things in place that will ensure the sustainability of the Social Security program. And I can tell you, this is a not this is not a partisan issue. There is no Republican or Democrat. They may say a lot of things, but there's no Republican or Democrat that's going to blow up Social Security because there will be uh, pickets and. Uh, pick forks at the 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue if either party tries to take Social Security apart. No. So don't make the decision again based on the fact that you think it's going to run out. If you want to take Social Security early, that's fine. Let's do the math and then show you how you can accomplish that and what are the pros and the cons. But don't make a decision because your uncle said you take it now because it's going to run out because it's not. We are talking about some of the myths that are out there, and you need to avoid these. And, of course, the, the first one we talked about is, you know, you can live on Social Security alone if you just make a few lifestyle changes. Folks, you got to have a plan. And then Social Security alone, a lot of people talk about it. You're right, Chad. It is a political hot-button issue. It is always going to be there in some form or fashion. It may change some. Uh, but don't panic and immediately say, hey, I've got to take it as soon as I'm eligible. Uh, you need to plan around that. And this next one is a big one because we've seen so many things happen 
happened in the last couple of months. But how about this one? You are absolutely positively safe to do the 4% rule, right? And you should be fine. Yeah, that's that's a big one. And, and that has been the rule for as long as I, we've been in the business, as long as Gerald has been in the business for, for the main part, people every now and then you get a, you know, a headline from some advisor that said, oh, you know, throw away the 4% rule. But but by and large, it's been the kind of the standard. Um, and this is kind of like the Social Security question. It really just depends on your situation. Again, if you've got, uh, you know, $100,000 in your checking and you, you need four or 5000 a month and you're you've got all these assets and you've got no one to leave your money to you've got no heirs you don't even have nieces and nephews well you may need it you may need to spend a little bit more of, of your money even some of your principal um if you don't want to you know when you pass away leave Tulane a million dollars or lsu or whatever your uh, uh you know charity of choice is if that's not in your goal or your plans you may need to take a little bit more um, otherwise, if you're a more conservative investor and you don't need four or five percent and you got all your money in safe investments, you may need to take a little less. So, again, just like the social question is such a specific thing to making a customized retirement plan for each individual situation. It's not just these set rules. We're sick of these, you know, 60, 40 or, you know, this allocation or that allocation or the rule that it's been done. So we don't live in the, in the 60s and the 70s. We live in today's world with inflation and things happening and changes and, you know, kids living at home longer and people working longer in different ways, people living longer, all these things come into effect into how we make these decisions. It's really based on an individual situation. I think it's, uh, that's the key, that's the key line, individual uh, situation. Everything is going to be unique to you when it comes to your retirement. So working with a pro, having that plan, if you're in the middle of something, get a second opinion. If you feel like uh, there are any questions going on with your retirement situation, and if you haven't started, uh, a great opportunity to get that done is now going to present itself. We've been talking about some myths, just some bad advice to avoid when it comes to retirement planning. If you're a pre-retiree or you're in retirement right now. So folks, uh, now's the opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial. So, Chad, what's going to happen for the next five callers? That's right, Morgan. For the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy and understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's no cost or obligation to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what's costing you to work with your current plan or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show you how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that can turbocharge your retirement income. Folks, again, if you've got at least 200000 saved towards retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. And it's advice like this that shows you just how important it is to meet with a financial coach, a team uh, that understands the ins and outs of the financial world. Take advantage of this opportunity right now and make sure you're on the right path. And that path is based on your risk preferences, your budget, and your goals. The number to call, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Again, if you've got at least 200000 saved towards retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. We've got five spots. They will go fast. That number again, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Women generally live longer than men, and the relationship with money has certainly evolved over the years but it could be better. When we get back, we'll take a look at some differences between men and women when it comes to retirement planning.
Retirement Rue on the air in New Orleans. We have the Simons of Simon and Simon Financial, the power behind the program. Grant Simon, Chad Simon, and Father Gerald Simon. 88 combined years experience helping hundreds of their clients get ready for their retirement, their golden years. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and the topics fly each and every week when it comes to retirement. We're going to give you an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon and Simon Financial. No cost or obligation. So listen up when we open up those appointments. Jump on it. So on average, all right, women live five years longer than men, but a longer life can mean, guess what? More financial complexity. And as women live longer, they may need to fund a retirement that stretches across, get this, more than 30 years. So ladies, this segment is for you. Are you ready? So Grant, let's bring you in. And we are all looking at the numbers. And boy, they tell us right now, if you are female, uh, there's a really good chance you're going to live longer than your spouse. And you've got a plan for that longer retirement. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Morgan. So there was a survey that was recently done by the Wealth Management Division of UBS, and it found that 85% of women manage everyday expenses, but only 23% take the lead when it comes to long-term financial planning. And there are really four key things that women should know when it comes to making decisions about their money. And we're going to take a little time to break down uh, each one. Okay, well, let's let's start with what I alluded to. I mean, longer life. I mean, we see the women, it's, it's pretty much proven they're living longer than we are. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So on average, women live five years longer than men. But really, it's not just the fact that they live five years longer. They live five years longer many times without their spouses, and it's at the end of their lives. So you have all kinds of things that are happening, making sure that the assets are going to pass the way that you want them to. You might have to deal with at-home care. You might have to deal with nursing home care, long-term care. These things occur at a really uh, pivotal point in a person's life, especially a woman's life. And the statistics are something that we see often where many women will be the ones that handle the day-to-day expenses, write the checks, balance the checkbook, all of those sorts of things. But when it comes to the actual planning part, they many times will take a back seat. And it is so important to make sure that both spouses are involved in the planning process, that they know what's going on, so that when those times come where there is a major change, like the husband passing away, the woman in the relationship can feel confident that the plan they have put in place is going to be there and the funds will last throughout their remaining life. This portion of Retirement Rue, we're discussing just the the differences between men and women when it comes to retirement planning uh, and and talking about, uh, you know, one, length of life. I mean, they are living longer, so they've got a plan for it. But also during their, their, you know, their early days, maybe they're not as involved uh, with the planning process. So there's going to be an adjustment, especially if all of a sudden they find uh, themselves alone as they are moving through retirement. Uh, Maybe their spouse passes away. So we've talked about that, also the life expectancy. But what about what about just the tendency for women to avoid risk and what that means? Yeah, this is one that I can tell you personally uh, is absolutely true. Uh, though women are less likely to invest than men, they are more likely to have a cash emergency fund. 
the problem is, is their emergency funds are often far too large and they sit in a bank without accruing any value. An interesting note is that when women do invest, they tend to outperform men. And when you think about it, it makes sense because women when they do invest, they have a specific goal in mind with their funds. We say all the time, when you're building a retirement portfolio, you want to have a goal for every dollar. Another reason is that men are often overconfident and they make rash decisions, whereas women tend to research and take time to make investing decisions. So it's kind of that catch-22. Women are less likely to invest. They'll have a large cash reserve that they could invest, but it stays in the bank. It doesn't earn interest. This means that they miss those growth opportunities. Uh, my fiance, uh, she asked me about money only one time a month. On the first of every month, she says, are we okay? And that's all she wants to know. Doesn't care about it, doesn't want to deal with it, just says, are we all right? And that's one of those things that many times women will handle all the expenses, but then they just – they don't want to actually partake in that part of it where you've got to make those hard decisions about putting money to work and how do you invest it? How much risk do you take? What type of reward uh, should you be receiving for the risk that you take? All of those things that come into play. Women are generally more conservative than men when it comes to investing, but – once they understand what the benefits are and put a program in place, they are much more likely to succeed at it because they're going to follow the plan and the program much, uh, much more often than men are. Retirement Rue. It's about retirement, folks, each and every week here in the New Orleans market. Simon and Simon Financial, uh, the power behind the program, Grant Simon, Chad Simon, and Father Gerald Simon. Uh, there's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar, and you can have this conversation. We're discussing just the differences between men and women when it comes to retirement planning. But having a plan uh, is going to be key in working with a pro. Uh, but the differences are, you know, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, we guys can be overconfident, and we can be rash in our decisions. And and it certainly seems like a calmer approach uh, on the female side of things. It, it, it can pay off. Uh, women, this is the next one that I wanted to talk about, too, because women care, uh, it seems, about, you know, family first. I mean, I, you hear that all the time. Uh, they put family first. And, and that is something that women uh, obviously have to be aware of and, and have to be, you know, have to manage that. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the great things about women and mothers that they they do care about their children, their their family members. It's part of the it's one of the best parts about women and mothers. It's the fact that they do care, but it can cause issues when it comes to prioritizing, making sure that they are paying themselves first when it comes to retirement planning. So it's very easy to deprioritize retirement savings when you're trying to fund your children's college savings plans. Or if you have a mother or father yourself that is getting older and needs uh, more care or needs to go into a nursing home or assisted living, it's very easy to put your elderly parents uh, before you. The problem is, is that if when you do that, if you don't pay yourself first by investing a portion of the money that you're earning as a woman into a retirement plan before contributing to college savings goals or uh, uh, dealing with your elderly parents, you end up costing yourself so much in the end. So you always want to pay yourself first by making that retirement contribution, especially if you work for a company that 
provides a 401k and especially if they provide a match on any contributions to that for 401k you know women work hard for their money and they deserve to be you know rewarded for that and and also you can pay yourself first and also take care of saving for the the children's college funds and, and helping your elderly parents sometimes it's necessary to tap the parents assets and make sure that you're saving for yourself too just hitting the differences between men and women when it comes to retirement planning, because there, there are a lot of them. Uh, retirement Rue, we talk retirement each and every week. Uh, and, and this is a very interesting subject. But, you know, bottom line is, you know, have a plan. And a very important part of that uh, grant is, you know, working with someone that you trust. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is probably the most important thing for an individual or a couple, especially if you're a woman, you want to find an advisor that you can trust that is going to understand the the differences, the needs, the goals, the objectives that you have with your money. You know, we have couples that they keep things separate. We also have couples where everything is together. It's okay if you're either one of those, but having an advisor you can trust is so very important. Um, you know, with traditional couples, for example, it's common that a financial advisor may assume the man takes the leading role in making decisions. And given that, it's no surprise that 80% of window, widows and divorcees move on to find a new advisor according to the Spectrum Group. So you, if you have somebody as an advisor that you're working with that you're not involved with, the, the woman is not involved with, the spouse is not involved with, that is a recipe to have potentially a disaster when they either get a divorce or their husband passes away. Now, at a very pivotal time, they have to go and find somebody new and change all of the plans up that they had put in place. That can that can cause a devastating effect on an individual's asset. Now's the opportunity uh, to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial. Have these conversations in person, making sure you're you're on the right path, and maybe you're in this situation and you're thinking about making making a change, get that second opinion, be comfortable uh, with your advisor as you move towards your retirement and well into your retirement. So Grant, I know we've got a limited space. Uh, we've got five spots. We're going to open those up right now for Simon and Simon Financial. What's going to happen for these five callers? That's right, Morgan. For the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy to understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. Now, there's no obligation or cost to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, Here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income. All right, there you go, folks. We've got five spots. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. This is a courtesy service provided at no cost to help educate and enlighten. Here's the number, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Again, if you've got 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best. Here's the number again, five spots. They will go fast, 800 728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Call now. When we come back, we'll highlight several mistakes that some retirees make, and we'll tell you how to potentially avoid them.
Retirement Rule, your hosts, Simon & Simon Financial, Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial, 88 combined years experience between fathers and sons. And folks, they are fiduciaries, and we talk retirement each and every week. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, but we get into estate and legacy planning, safe money strategies, Social Security and tax planning, I mean, Medicare planning. Again, folks, uh, if you're not currently working on a plan, you probably need to. It's never too early to start, but if you're in your 50s, boy, you need to get moving. Uh, if you're currently working with somebody and you've got questions about your portfolio, get a second opinion. We're going to have an opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial coming up here shortly. So take advantage, jump on those calendar spots when we open them up. So with the right plan, retirees, well, they have few problems, right? Turns out not every retiree has the right plan or worse, no plan at all. We wanted to highlight some mistakes that some are making that can really harm their retirement. So, Grant, let's start. You know, failing to cut back spending in the teeth of inflation, man, we are seeing inflation creak up there. So you really have to watch that number. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, just recently, December, the year-over-year -year inflation hit a 41-year high, 7%. And everyone knows this. We can feel this when we go to the gas pump to fill up our cars. We can feel it when we go to the grocery store. I mean, my God, the cost of a pound of ground sirloin is outrageous. I think I paid like $13 the other day for a pound of ground meat. I, I've never, never done that in my life. So everybody feels that inflation is going up. And the real issue is that if inflation is on the rise, but your retirement portfolio isn't, it only makes sense to budget a little tighter and perhaps postpone some less essential expenses, such as vacations or home makeover, unless and until things improve. Now, usually with inflation, the market is affected and the market goes down. So if you're contributing to a plan like a 401k or an IRA, it's usually a very good time to be doing that because you're buying in at a lower price point. It is always important to invest consistently into your retirement portfolios, but it can be even more important to do it when there's volatility in the market because of the dollar cost averaging benefits that occur to people that are making those contributions on a regular basis. Well, on the flip side of that, and that's the next point we're going to make, you know, if that's a volatile market and it's down, I mean, you really have to watch what you're doing with your retirement accounts and try to stay away from them. You don't want to withdraw uh, when you are low. Yeah, it's probably one of the biggest things that we do. So, you know, when you are saving for retirement, you're in your accumulation years and you are working, making a good income, saving a lot of money. That is, you don't want the market to be going straight up. You want there to be ups and downs so that you can take advantage of it. However, when you move from the accumulation phase to the income phase, now when you retire and you start taking money out of your investments, if you don't have a place to go to get the income that you need while the market is down, that hasn't been affected by the drop in the market, it, then you are making those losses real. One of the most important things that we do here is when you do enter the income phase, we make sure that we have a portion of the portfolio set aside for those volatile and down markets so that we can take the income from a place that hasn't been affected while we wait for the market to come back up. When we do that, we tremendously reduce the effects or almost eliminate the effects of the drops in the market. If you never sell when the market is down 
and you always wait for it to rebound, it's as if the loss never happened. And that's why putting together an allocation that accounts for those volatile times is so very important to the entire process of retirement planning. I mean, we talk about it all the time, having a plan, having that peace of mind when it comes to your retirement. This is part of it. You're locked into retirement, Rue. We have Simon and Simon Financial, the power behind the program, Grant Simon, Chad Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon and Simon Financial. And these are just mistakes, you know, you need to kind of be aware of, all right, and try not to make these mistakes as you are in retirement. So, you know, if you're failing to cut back your spending in the teeth of inflation, that's a big concern. Not taking into account, you know, the impact of what a market's going to do when it goes down and and how that's going to affect your portfolio and when you do withdraw. Uh, And this next one's a big one. You just don't save enough for retirement because you're living longer and you just didn't plan for it. Yep, that's so very true. You you have to make sure that you are preparing for potentially, you know, a 30-year-plus retirement. That should be the plan. You have to account for the longevity risk. There's market risk that you have to account for, the market going down, but there's also the longevity risk, which is the potential of outliving your retirement income or your retirement assets. So you have to save enough in the event that you do live significantly longer than you were expecting. You have to have the funds available and saved before retirement to be able to provide in the event that you or your spouse happens to live much longer than you expected. Here's another mistake to avoid having unrealistic plans about what your actual retirement age is going to be. Yes, that's exactly right. There's 69% of workers plan on working until they're 65 or even older. But that's just not how it usually plays out. Just 31% of retirees actually managed to stick it out that long. Illness, layoffs, or other obstacles to remaining in the workplace meant that the actual average retirement age was 62 in a recent study. So you think that you're going to work till age 69 or longer, but the reality is it's very difficult for you to make it to you know your 70s and continue to work like you were working before. So you have to prepare that you might end up needing to access your assets, your retirement portfolio earlier than expected, which would obviously increase the amount of time that you need those assets to last. Retirement Rue, we talk retirement each and every week. Simon and Simon Financial, the power behind the program. And this is almost like a wrestling match. So uh, we're in the third portion of the program. Always love talking to uh, to the guys, but we ha- we start with Grant. Now it's a tag team situation. Now he's going to tag and Chad's coming in. Uh, Chad, let's bring you in. Uh, talk about a few more of these mistakes we wanted to highlight. Uh, we talk about Social Security all the time, but if you claim Social Security uh, too soon, that could be a big no-no. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Morgan. It's a great point, and it can be a, a mistake. But you know, it's kind of like we talked earlier um, about you know not listening to everyone and everything about Social Security. The fears around Social Security is going to run out of money. Again, it's not about there's a right or wrong way to take Social Security. You just want to be able to make sure you're taking Social Security for the right reasons. Um, and there is a lot of fear about the Social Security Trust Fund running out of money and, and taking it early is something we've seen more and more, especially after COVID. 
everyone is reevaluating what work means and they're saying, look, I'm done of, of prioritizing family over work now. So they're getting out early, which means they're taking retirement earlier. And it's absolutely true. If you take Social Security at 62, uh, especially now, since they've pushed back the forward time and age, you know, uh, for those that were uh, retiring or had their forward time and age at 65 or 66 in two months, um, you know, the you got 75 or close to 75% of your Social Security at uh, 62. Now, for most people taking it at 62, it's it's more it's closer to 70% of your full retirement benefit. So there is a absolute cumulative effect of taking it early, you get a reduced benefit, you lock that in for the rest of your life. But it's like we said earlier, it really depends on your specific situation. If you're in a situation where you, you know, are working um, and taking Social Security to supplement in that work, and you're not making over 19,800 or 20,000, whatever the, the uh, limit the earnings limit is, um, while taking Social Security early, it may make sense to take it early. But for the most part, if you can wait till you get closer to at least your full retirement age, again, for most people is age 67 or 66 to 67. Um, it's it really is hundreds of thousands of dollars of cumulative benefit over your lifetime. But it is absolutely a specific situation based on your specific needs and goals. Um, but yes, there are ramifications to taking social security too early. So you have to know what they are and uh, make sure you're in a situation to um, account for those throughout retirement. Simon and Simon Financial is where you can find Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, again, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for retirement. And we're talking about these mistakes uh, that you really need to be aware of. They can really harm your retirement. Uh, the last one that we're going to get to, Chad, is is you just talked about Social Security. So we're delaying our benefits. We're working a little bit longer. But if you don't plan for an alternate income to get you to your retirement years, uh, that's a big no-no as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the thing you have to consider what is what's the value proposition of waiting till your full retirement age or more than that, really waiting to 70. If you're part of that 1% of the population that can wait till 70, there is a benefit. If you're not a risk taker and you're looking at conservative returns, your portfolio is allocated as that should be in a more conservative fashion, considering you're closer to retirement, um, your Social Security benefit is going to grow before COLA. Um, and if you're still working before the, the work increase to your benefit is going to grow from 8% a year from age 67, your full retirement benefit age to age 70. So that's 8% year increase that you will get in at age 70, 132% of your full retirement benefit. And that's going to be for the rest of your life. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, but I'll have to live to, you know, 105 years old. Uh, no, if you're at the max social security benefit and you can take it at or even 80% of the max social security benefit up to the max social security benefit, um, and you take it at 70, you only have to live to about 77, 78 years old before the cumulative the break point, if, if you will, the cumulative benefit of taking it later pays off. All right, we've got five spots on the calendar. Again, limited space. We're going to open it up right now. Chad, what's going to happen for the next five callers? That's right, Morgan. So for the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy to understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's no cost or obligation to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. 
that will then report, perform a tax analysis to show you how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. Finally, we'll create a customized income plan utilizing proven strategies and, and techniques that can turbocharge your retirement income. Folks, we've got five spots. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards retirement, these strategies going to work best for you. Here's the number. Call it now, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. No cost or obligation, 800-728-2225. Call now. When we come back, it's time once again for questions from you and answers from us. That and more right after this. Retirement Rue, your hosts are Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon. Simon and Simon Financials, where you can find them. 88 combined years of experience helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. There's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar, get their experience. They are fiduciaries. And talk about your retirement situation, folks. If you have started planning and you want a second opinion, one of the spots on the calendar could be for you. We've got five more. We're going to open those up before the end of the program. Immediately follow our question and answer. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and away we go. Metairie, our first question from Marge, and here it is. Chad, handle this one for us. Do you pay a higher amount in taxes on post-tax Roth IRA or a pre-tax 401k? My understanding is that the 401k, you'd need to pay taxes on much higher total given the compounding interest over time versus the much smaller amount in a Roth IRA. Yeah, thanks for the question, Marge. You know, there really are so many variables in determining which is the better way from a tax perspective. Uh, you know, with a pre-tax 401k, you get all the, your tax benefit on the front end. You get deferred tax growth, but in retirement, all of that income is taxable. On the Roth 401k, on the other side, you get no benefit or no tax benefit on the front end. And then at the end, when you retire, all the income you take out is tax-free. So when it comes to retirement, you know, you you really have to understand, uh, you know, what are your specific, uh, what's your specific specific situation because it can make a great deal of difference depending on what your specific situation with your other income sources are and all that. So first thing is how much income are you making during your working years? So how much are you paying in taxes now versus in retirement? That's a big factor. Will your income be higher or lower in retirement? Remember, most of your income in retirement is taxed much more favorably than work income because there's no FICA Medicare, no more contributions. You're not taken out for things like dental vision. So that's a big factor. And finally, there are so many other unknowns like what are tax rates are going to be um, when you get to, to retirement age. Um, you know, will some of the tax laws change to where the Roth uh, benefit is not tax friendly? I don't see that really happening. There are some fears of that. But really, what are the income tax rates going to be in retirement if you're uh, 10, 15, 20 years away? But I would say that for most people, the general rule of thumb, in, in our opinion, if you're making less than $150,000 a year for you and your spouse during your working years and your income will stay the same or less in retirement, I would probably stick with putting the majority of your assets in the pre-tax 401k. You get the front-end tax benefit, the deferred tax growth over time will be a huge help. And again, you as long as your income is the same or less, given current tax uh, rates, you're not going to see a huge increase in income taxes. Actually, going to see a, a huge reduction in income taxes, uh, more so than you would than it would need to offset um, losing the front-end tax advantage that uh, a Roth would not provide. But 
Thanks for the question, March. Question and answer on Retirement Rue with Simon and Simon Financial. Again, we've got Chad Simon and Grant Simon, Father Gerald Simon as well. Uh, I love the question and answer portion of the program. Makes a lot of people think about their situation. Chad, you're going to handle this next one as well from Covington. Carl is there. Here's the question. I'm 50 years old and I have 13 years vested at a public agency that offers a uh, a PERS pension plan, P-E-R-S, Public Employees Retirement System, with a 2.7% uh, at age 55. I've, I've been offered a job at another agency for $15,000 increase in salary, but only uh, a PERS retirement plan with 2% at age 60, which makes more financial sense given the pension and salary options, staying in my current job or switching to the new one. Hey, Carl, thanks for the question. So you have a choice now, and you're kind of in a good position. You're at a crossroads, so you have a decision to make. But choices uh, and options are a great thing. A lot of people don't have uh, choices and different options. But in this case, you definitely want to let the, the math lead you to the right decision, which is to either keep your current PERS pension. So you have the pension that uh, offers 2.75 or 2.7% at age 55, or switching to the new plan that only offers 2% at your age 50 with a pay raise. And unequivocally, again, based on the math, you're going to want to stay with your current plan. Just using some simple math, not knowing anything else about your specific situation, you're looking at a cumulative income over your lifetime of anywhere from 30 to 40% more by staying in your current pension plan. So I hope this helps. And again, thanks for the question. Retirement Root Q&A. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the counter with Simon and Simon Financial, the power behind this program. Again, get on the counter, no cost or obligation. Listen up for that. Uh, Grant, you're going to come on. we got a couple more questions. We're going to get to Mandeville's this location. Jen is there. Here's the question for you. Can you take the income from a qualified annuity and transfer it to another qualified annuity? We have taken the free withdrawal amount from a qualified annuity to another, but not the income. Yeah, Jen. So what you have experienced is when you have an annuity that is an IRA, you are doing a trustee to trustee transfer of the free withdrawal amount that is allowed. But if your annuity has a lifetime income feature that you activate at some point in the future, once that income is activated, it no longer would allow you to do those trustee to trustee transfers. You'd only have the ability to do a 60-day uh, rollover when you received income from qualified annuity, but you can only do one of those per year. So if the income was paid out um, as a monthly benefit, then you wouldn't be able to do it. it. There is a potential that you could make it happen by getting annual payments from the lifetime income. But generally, we don't recommend going uh, from one annuity to the other with the free withdrawal amount. That's not something that we typically would recommend from somebody because you're reducing the overall liquidity that you have in both accounts. Number one, you eat up all the free withdrawal in annuity A, and now that, let's say, 10% that you moved over to annuity B, now you can only get maybe 10% out of that one. So it, it, there's just a, some difficulties there on, on liquidity, and that's not something that we would typically recommend for somebody. Um, but thank you for the question. 
question and answer. Again, right after our question and answer, there's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. Talk about your retirement planning. Uh, if you haven't started, great time to do it. Uh, if you're in the middle of something, got some questions, get a second opinion. One of the spots could be for you as well. So final question of the program going to come from New Orleans. Uh, Grant, you'll handle this one for us. Uh, Ron asking this. I was advised to consolidate as many of my retirement accounts as possible. He's got about seven accounts, a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, and several 403B accounts. Was told that it was good to have a 403B account because they have protections that other accounts do not, such as from creditors and lawsuits. I can't move any money into the 403B accounts because they are from old employers, but I can move the money to other accounts. Should I hold on to these accounts or should I consolidate them? Yeah, Ron. So this is one of those situations where uh, you want to look at each plan and what they actually allow for, because each 403B and uh, any 401k that you might have in the future, those plans all have different uh, trusts that determine what those plans will allow you to do. Um, it is good typically to consolidate accounts because you want to have a cohesive plan in place. And if you had six or seven, eight different accounts and you don't have anybody that's really helping you manage them and put a plan together, that can cause issues. The other big issue with keeping it in the 403Bs is it does limit you to the investment options inside those 403B accounts. So if you roll it into an IRA and consolidate those accounts, the benefit is, is number one, you have access to all investments in the world, not just the 15 or so investment options that are available in that 403B plan. Now you have a, a access to all investments. And also, if you do roll that over and you're working with an advisor, unlike with your 403B, if it's in an IRA and being managed by an advisor, now you can have active management and someone there to guide you along the way and figure out what the best allocation is for what you're trying to accomplish. All right. Well, now we have an opportunity for you, the listener, to get on the calendar with Simon & Simon Financial. Grant, what's going to happen for the next five callers? For the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. Now, there's no obligation or cost to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income. All right. The final five spots for this week, they're available right now. We're going to open those up. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies, again, are going to work best for you. Here's the number, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. You need to call now and grab them. They will go fast. 800-728-2225. Again, 800-728-2225. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. 
Chad Simon and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.